Hello and welcome to the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast, episode number 91. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Ross. Let me introduce the team. The boy from the wrong side of the tracks come good. Welcome, David. Fucking hell, Ross. That was a pedestrian start, wasn't it? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I like the pause. Holy <laughs> <laughs> dooly, that was rotten. I'm under you know, strict instructions to be quiet. Um, <laughs> <from the> first. <laughs> Uh, a man who said Shane Watson modelled his game on Welcome Michael Hello Foxsticks How are we all? <laughs> <laughs> Good thanks uh, uh, Australia's number one Dan Christian fan And our guru Welcome Alex Hello everyone uh, You're not in the shed Ross I am in the shed, but I'm still under strict instructions to be quiet. Paper so, thin walls concrete, in that shed, mate. No, it's, it's bricks. It's this one, this shed. Yeah, I need to egg carton the um, walls. It's <laughs> solid brick, though. So, yeah. Put some uh, carpet the on the walls like I've yard. got in the studio. Yeah, that's pretty good, actually. Carpet the walls, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Take that on board. Oh, the window's open. Maybe that's the issue. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll just wait for you to close that, mate, and... Oh, hang on! I'll just, just put the phone down. It might that might have been the microphone cord issues we had last time. Oh yeah, the window was open. Yeah, Maybe. Hang on, hang on. yeah. yeah. Let me I put put it. down the microphone in inverted commas. <laughs> put the mic down. <laughs> Take the cans off. This is why we're number one. Yeah, yeah. sin G. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. This is why we're we go. Hey, hello, Ross. I always like it when you hear from like a uh, listener that they've recommended us to someone, and yeah. then the following episode, shit like. This Listen happens. to these blokes. They're good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Real professional funny. setup, you yeah. know. One bloke's got carpet underlay on the walls. Like they're really <laughs> they really invest back in, put yeah. the money back into. The I'm just going to put my phone down while I close the window, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is a tight trick production loud. brought to you by broadcast partners for 2019. Roger David, the dot-com boom, antioxidants, omega-3, fast bat speeds, high bat grips, low full tosses, the block hole, keeping your shape, Chris and Murray's plant farm, Sultans of Sting, Covenant of Diastrates and the Police, Beyond Again, Big Levers, the John Hastings story, Australia's top-selling audiobook autobiography, forward by Clint Mackay, and Bowling on Leg, Hoping for Singles, the Adam Zampa story. <laughs> Don't forget our merchandise on Redbubble. Check out the hats. Fuck off, Ross. And the can coolers. <laughs> Uh, stubby elders in this country, you fucking moron. And I've still got yours, Ross. <laughs> Have we been selling out, mate? Uh, really oh, yeah. some good coin? Uh, Get... w- running out the door, they are. Return uh, on investment yeah, is what yeah, I hear, yeah. mate. I. I. 400% profit margin. Yep. Um, so we're probably going to need to do another order shortly of the of the stubby holders. Yep. Right. What are we going to do Just... with the earnings? Um, I've heard about this thing called blockchain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, we might invest the money in <laughs> block that. Blockhole chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah blockhole chain. It's yeah. going... <laughs> uh, I thought we were going to get some more microphone cables. <laughs> you got some money. Oh, yeah, maybe we'll got, start with one. Yeah, well, yeah we've got yeah, so many of them. <laughs> maybe we'll buy a mixer and actually so do we'll this properly. We'll get rid of those no, no, inferior no. quality ones and get some superior quality microphone yeah. cables from yeah. the superior quality company. Yeah, ones with the fuzzy mm. stuff on the outside. Yeah, 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 yeah yes, the yeah, material. They're like, um, yeah. they're like a rope almost. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. Yeah. They're meant yep. to be better. No idea why. So if you're in the sound recording game and you know why the cords with the little bits of like, <laughs> cotton around the outside are better, let us know. Because I'm all ears. The other thing I want to know is when you set the levels on your mixing board, 
Yeah. Why, when ah. you come back an hour later, do you have to reset them? Why aren't they just right? <laughs> you got it right the first time. Just leave it alone. Is it the fabric to stop the popping sounds of your T's and P's? Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, really? I'm yeah. audio engineer over here. I yeah. know what I'm doing. I often found that weird, Ooh, Ross, okay. when you go to watch a band play, they've obviously done a sound check, and then yeah. as soon as they start playing, the guy at the booth just goes oh, frantic, ch- yeah. moving all the levels. <laughs> hang on. Yeah, hang on, hang on, fellas. I got to, I got to do it all again. Hang on. Let me yeah. push them all to the top, and then I'll move them all down again. <laughs> One, <slightly>. two, three, <laughs> four. Da, da, da. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. I actually thought he was going to start the podcast. Again. <laughs> yeah, I was going to murder him then. <laughs> all right, uh, we start with a bit of national team talk, and there was a plethora of squads came out last Monday, and we were all hot and hot footing it on the internet to look at them. So I'll go yep. through the first one, which was. Possibly the least interesting one. It was the 2019-20 Cricket Australia men's contracts. Yep. I'll just run through them quickly. Uh, Pat Cummins, Nathan Cordenor, Alex Carey, Aaron Finch, Kawaja, Hanscom, Harris, Head, Hazelwood, Lyon, Maxwell, Sean Marsh, Tim Payne, James Pattinson, Jay High, oh. Richardson, Steve Smith, Starks, Doinus, Warner and Zampa. So right. that's an interesting one that them on um, who they think will play at all three levels all three formats sorry in the coming year so the big in was James Pattinson and the big out was probably Mitch Marsh the bison (coughs) Mm. vice captain axed yeah yeah, axed but there's a lot of um, test players who didn't get a contract obviously they don't think they're going to play test for a long time Mm. or that they're not going to play any other format interesting Marcus Harris did get a contract Mick He's yeah, because well, he's an incumbent. So That's why. That's right. <laughs> and he makes fuckloads yes. of runs. Unlike yeah. everyone who's trying to take his spot, who makes no fucking runs. <laughs> <laughs> Any surprises that um, Dave Warner and Steve Smith came straight back in? No, not really. Uh, Pato's the one for me. Up. Like that's a. That's um. It reminds me. This is a throwback to any uh, AFL slash Collingwood fans out there. It reminds me of Sean Rusling that Collingwood is a player Collingwood had back in the <laughs> early two thousands. No, I remember him. Who had like all this upside and was just, could do anything in the fucking world, but the prick was always fucking injured, and never played. And that's what Pato reminds me of him because he's got all this fucking massive upside, and if he gets it right, he could be anything he wants to be. But he's just always injured. Yep. I remember that Rosling bloke. He's going to be a full yeah. forward. Yeah. Number two. That's mm. correct. He was number two. <laughs> yeah. uh, the surprise for me, Sean Marsh. I mean, he's not in the test team anymore. Yeah. yeah. He's um, sort of a squad member of the one-day team, despite very good form prior to being in India and Pakistan. Mm. But, uh, they see him going forward. He's going to play for the years. He's 35. would have thought at the end of the World Cup they'd probably give him the Sleep. lemon and sauce. Mm. <laughs> Anyway. But the other thing go. I yeah, the only thing I don't get with sorry, just I'm gonna hop back on Pato. Yeah. It's not it's not like it's fucking rugby league or AFL or you know, soccer or something. Well, he's not gonna go to another fucking country and play. I think he could, I think he'd go to the UK and play. Yeah, but he but he doesn't have to wait how however many years yeah. to fucking play. Like three. Like not giving him a contract. I don't like I don't see why they have to keep giving him a contract. Anyway. Well, they, well, I think he was off the last one. I think he's come back on, but um, <coughs> they've got to give it to twenty blokes, so they might as well give it to him. Yeah, I guess so. Thanks for your service for the last, um, you know, fifteen yeah, years. Here's a contract. It, mm. That's it. They did that with a couple of them, Kasravitz and um, 
Uh, Gillespie both gets sayonara contracts. Mm. Is it a this little looks bit like, like a like Sean uh, Marsh sayonara contract here? It doesn't really deserve it, but I'll give you one anyway. You're a good bloke. Uh, yeah. Well, I think Sean Marsh and Pato might be the same reason. They've invested too much in their injury recovery, so it's too big yeah. to play, <laughs> like the banks. And there's a good chance that's exactly what it is, though. <laughs> it's too big to fail. Yeah, it's too big to fail. That's the you're talking about, isn't it? Mm. Too big to fail. <laughs> But if they're going to give them out for the sake of giving them out, why not give one to, like, the yes. obviously... Anyway, interesting to see Peter... Oh. I can't hear a word anyone's saying. Peter Siddle? <laughs> Peter Siddle didn't get a contract. Neither did Joe Burns or your mate Lasagna or Curtis Patterson, Mick. Lasagna's a fucking mm. shit, can't <laughs> <laughs> Straight Breaks Agar uh, was on the list and he got the big ugly axe. Mm-hmm. And so, as did Matt Renshaw, Kane Richardson, Bilky Stanlake, and Andrew Suit and Ty. So there you go. Some so remind me how it works again, Ross. Can people gain contracts if they play a certain amount of games? Yeah, they get a they... base level contract. Mm. Yeah, okay. If so they play a certain number of games. So the guys got axed? As yeah, in, it doesn't they, matter. They weren't who you originally are. given one, but gained a base level contract and then got axed because of. Ah, oh, yes, yes, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah okay. because they, they gained it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they weren't sort of... So, yes, the contracted list had swelled from 20 to 25, much like the head of my penis. And then, <laughs> yeah, they had to reduce it. <laughs> oh, no wonder you got to keep quiet, mate. <laughs> yeah. They've had to reduce the swollen head of the contracts. Did they lance it to reduce it, mate? I think they did it and themselves. there's a bit extreme, like, fucking hell. You did lancing your own wrist there the other day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Move on to some slightly more interesting squad news, if there is such a thing. The, um... No, they don't have it there. Okay. Oh, here we go. No, Australia, eh? No, 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 no. Ah, yes, here we go. Australian squad for the World Cup. Here it is. Aaron yes. Finch is captain. Yep. Uh, Alex Carey is wicketkeeper and the vice-captain. And then we've got um, Usman Kawaja, Sean Marsh, Glenn Maxwell, Steve Smith, Dave Warner, and Marcus Stoinis. Mm-hmm. So that's all the batsmen and the all-rounders. And then the bowlers, we've got Zampa, Stark, Jay High Richardson pending that uh, shoulder injury, Nate Lyon, uh, Pat Cummins, NCN, and Jason Berendorf. Dwarf. The big omissions were Pete Hanscom, didn't didn't get a Guernsey after his century in India that won us the game, and also no spot for Noni Hazelhurst. Good. Mm. <laughs> Interesting I one. Shit. I ODI. Maybe they don't want to take too many injured blokes. Even though he's not very good one day bowler, I'd say he's a better bet than Jason Berendorf. Oh, yeah. I think he showed something. The dwarf. He hasn't played much. He's played about as much as um, uh, what's his face, Hazelwood. Mm. Yeah, but he's younger. Yeah, so he's what's got his more face? <laughs> yeah, what's his face? Oh, what's uh, his he's face? He's younger. Yeah, get him in. Uh, well, maybe also that he's still injured, uh, potentially Hazelwood. So not risking him. Mitchell Stark is also injured at the moment. What's he got a torn pec, which he's getting over? And Jay High's got that discarded shoulder. So I wouldn't be surprised if Jay High doesn't come up to scratch if yeah. um, Hazelwood just slots Jay in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Ross, I've got a question for you. Mm. 
How old do you think Muhammad Nabi is? Nabi, oh, 24. Well, according to um, Alex's <laughs> favourite website, Wikipedia, Muhammad Nabi was born on the 3rd of March, 195, aged 1,824. So, <laughs> what? Um, it's, look. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the algorithm's all fucked up on that's, Wikipedia. That's and this I... is where you get your stuff from, Gins. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Info is always so. correct with Crick. What did you think about the squad, Mick, with no no backup wicketkeeper, no Pete Hanscom? Uh, I I honestly think um, they've probably got one wicketkeeper too many. Like, um, <laughs> like you just you don't need them. Just fucking just take just get the off. get just get the first slip to go across and take the catches. Then you can have an extra field of summer in the outfield. <laughs> don't need keepers. <laughs> but um, honestly, but um, carries a waste of time. It should have been Wade. If you're going to take a keeper, because he's actually in form, making runs in T20, and he made runs in JLT, um, and he's not the world's best keeper. But guess what? They're not going to be dishing up the world's best pitchers, so you're not going to need someone who can take 500 leg side stumpings off a ball turning 180s, because it's not going to fucking happen. So either him or you should have kept Hanscom in there and just had him as a bits and pieces keeper and a lower order batsman. Like Carey, he's been in this side now for what 12 months nearly and i don't know like i might be the only one i might be biased but i just haven't been impressed by him he hasn't done anything that makes me look at him and go yeah he's the best option fair enough that you should pick him like i just don't see it i agree with that i mean hanscom's ton i know it was batting at four hanscom's ton was you know unbelievable won us the game chasing 340 what's Carey done anything like that um yeah you need um lots of batsmen so why you wouldn't go for the better batsman when you've got two keepers? don't know. don't get it. So in, in 19 games, Ross, Alex Carey's highest score is 55. Yeah, not good mm. enough. Yeah, it's mm. not gonna good fact-checking, David. I'm appreciating There you go. This. I'm all over it, mate. Yeah. Anyway, that's what's happening. Australia's got some World Cup uh, practice matches against um, New Zealand coming up. First week of May, May 4, 6 and 8 or something like that. Oof, get around it. 6, 8 and 10, yeah. New Zealand are going to be without nine of their 15 members, so they won't be at full strength because mm. they're playing IPL. But Australia apparently is going to have um, most of the players in, including, I heard, Steve Smith and Dave Warner. So they'll be the reintroduction games. Ah. Where, where are those games, Ross? AB Field in QLD. Oh, really? Okay. Hmm. And then uh, Australia's got two warm-up matches, uh, end of May, May 25-27. I think it's Sri Lanka and England down at um, Southampton there, the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Hampshire's home ground. And then they kick off 1st of June at Bristol, the day-nighter against Afghanistan Animation. So that'll Whoa. be good. That'll be a very interesting game. Yeah. Very late game for us, unfortunately. Yeah. A day-nighter. Yeah, that's... That's 10 p.m. our time. Mm. Anyway... I digress. So uh, just reading through the um, Afghanistan squad, Ross, mm. um, listen to some of these list A or domestic teams. There's the uh, the Boost Defenders. Mm-hmm. There's the Bandy Amir Dragons. The Spingar Tigers. My favourite, the Ammo Sharks. Ammo <laughs> Sharks. And mm. Spit Bullets. What else we got? Miss Anak Knights. So there's a few... Interesting names there. Boost Defenders is an interesting one. Sponsored yeah. by Boost Juice, of course. Also, we'll yeah. that. 
Yeah, uh, there's no railways team there. No, nah, not Ooh. from the not for the World Cup squad itself. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you are. Well, that's left me flat. Yeah, yeah, that's well, left me flat. Railways is India, that. isn't it, or Pakistan? Uh, both of them have a okay. railways team. Yep. Yeah. Women's Ashes squad TBA schedule three ODIs first week of July, then a test, and then three T20s after the test match. All of the <coughs> games are at county grounds, so first class cricket grounds, which is great. Ah, that's good. That is good. Yeah. The same format with the points as before points yeah. for each game, total all up, series winner gets the most points. Okay. All right. Um, Australia A are touring a one-day squad and a four-day squad. They're touring England for one day from June 20 to July 2, playing county teams, North Ants, Derby, Worcester and Gloucester. Dr Foster will be there, no doubt. <laughs> and <laughs> one-day team is Trav Head, C, Bison, VC, Matt Wade, mm-hmm. William Pukoski, Pierre Hanscom, Ash Turner, Pierre. Darth Short, Kurt Patterson, Ash Agar, Mick Nisa, Jim Pattinson, Joshua Hazelwood, Kay Richardson, and Shawnee Abbott. Shawnee. So That's a so killer squad. Interesting, interesting, yeah, interesting names there. Matthew Wade's been, um, yeah. Um, so they're only playing county teams. Are they yeah, playing the Lions or whatever? No, they're not playing the Lions. No, that's no, oh, we, not, we not, not in the one, not in no, the one day fixtures. That's coming up later. That's oh, later. Oh, sorry, mate. I've jumped the gun. Mm. Yeah, you have. You shot ahead, just like I'm you usually sp- do. What, like the head of your penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's still engorged. We don't talk about did it. Did Matty Way get picked there? Yeah, he did. Okay. Yep. yep. And uh, the hockey pucks there as well, and a oh, one day okay. team. Yeah. Ash, good to see Ashton Turner in there. He's a bit stiff. Mm. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that's what's happening there. Australia's Australia A four day squad, Tim Payne, Captain, Marcus Harris, Kurt Patterson, William Pukoski, Trav Head, Pete Hanscom, Matt Wade, Bison, Mick Nisa, Jonathan Holland, Jim Patterson, Jack Bird, Joshua Hazelwood, and Christopher <laughs> Tremaine. Jack Bird. <laughs> So, At least um, it seems like it's a genuine like these are the next best leftover blokes. Like apart, yeah, like it's, it doesn't. It's se- a bit d- like how they had that. You go, it's Roscoe. Not that, yeah, it's not that Caxi rubbish. It's like nah. when Sri Lanka came for that tour match in Hobart and they put like Australia A team out there. Yeah. So yeah, this is the next best. So good to see Matthew Wade get a gig there, and um, and Mitch Marsh too. Josh Hazelwood, VC, that um, Australia four-day team. They play Sussex at the Arundel Castle Cricket Ground, famous, beautiful, old cricket ground, Alex. Then yep, they play Arundel the... Arundel Ball was named after it, I think, Ross. Yes. Yeah. Really? Okay. That's yeah. mm. a fact I've read it on Wikipedia. So. <laughs> <laughs> Despite it being Arundel Castle, would the South Australians get a bit confused and drop the A at the front of it? Yeah. Yeah. And switch the E and the L around for the mall. <laughs> <laughs> On your South Aussies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And then then Australia play your team, Alex, the England Lions. At the, yeah, at the... Spitfire um, Ground. The, the Spitfire Ground in Canterbury. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that is. 
And it's that's in named after Kent. the caterpillar. Uh, I think that's the ground in Kent that's got the tree <laughs> on the field. Anyway, uh-huh. we move on. Then they play Hampshire. It's the Australia versus Australia A. They're winding back the clock. Merv Hughes is going to come out of retirement to play in this one. <laughs> and uh, Greg Blewett and Paul Rifle are going to play for Australia A. Paul Rifle is going to swap teams Martin's halfway captain. through. Yeah, that's it. After day two of this game, Paul Rifle's going to go play for Australia as 12th man. Langer's going to come out of retirement. Yep, Shane George is going to play. So what's going to happen? Big names. So you know you've got a pretty strong Australia A team when the Test captain and Test vice captain are captain of Australia A. Yeah, well, they might swap over. Yeah, you know? that's going to be very interesting once they have the uh, haves versus the have-nots. What's going to happen there? There's 14 players in that Australia A four-day squad. Interesting one, Pierre Siddle's not in there. What? It's a bit interesting because we talked about in the last um, episode of needing that control bowler with experience. I don't know if they preferred, say, Jackson Bird because he got the ball to talk impressively. There's a highlights reel Taz Cricket put up of Jackson Bird bowling blokes. He bowled 16 or 17 guys during the season. Some absolute jaffers in there. So maybe he's the control guy. Good to see John Holland get a gig, you know. Just the lowest profile Australian test player, I think, in the last 10 years. Yeah, and should never play again. <laughs> lowest profile, you say, Ross. Jeez, there's yeah. some uh, contenders for that title. Oh, oh yeah. Cal Ferguson. Uh, he's played one-day cricket for Australia. Yeah. Joe Betty. Oh, Joe Manny. Oh, yes. But he played his test in Australia, whereas John Holland's only ever played outside Australia. So Chad automatically. Sayers. Chad. Oh, yes, the Chad. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, but he had that long-winded campaign run by yeah, Darren Berry yeah. to get him yeah. in there. No Chad Sayers either in this squad, Mick. That'd disappoint you. Oh, maybe he's just not that good. Ali, <laughs> <laughs> you put it up so you can slam it down. Trotting out all the classics tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the Ashes squad hasn't been announced yet. It gets away August 1. Plenty of time for us to talk about that. So after that uh, list of squads and names, it's over to you, Mick, for a bit of county news. All righty. So I've actually gone back to what the segment was originally meant to be. I'm just going to talk about the Aussie blokes and what they've been doing over there. That way it doesn't go for 57 minutes. Um, So we'll start off with the big show so um it got reported around pretty heavily on um social media and the like but yeah so the, so maxwell took his maiden five wicket haul um he's playing for lanks uh this year so he took five for 40 um and also because it's his maiden five wicket haul it means it's also his career best figures so fancy that um so they knocked off middlesex um it's rather impressive because it's only the third time Middlesex has lost at home in the last five years. So Wait. it was the uh, Middlesex Atoire, I guess, instead of the Gabatoire. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, next up, we've got the Englishman who pretends he's a Queenslander to try and get an out-test side, Matt Renshaw. Um, he played for Kent with the hopes of really pushing his case to get into that Ashes squad that hasn't been named. Um, and it's fair to say, five runs off 29 balls won't get it done, Matthew, so pull your fucking finger out. <laughs> Um, next up, we've got the man Ross was just talking about, the control <laughs> bowler, who looks like his tongue's in jail, Peter Siddle. Um, 
He kept his uh, he kept his name at the forefront of the selectors' minds with the first innings six for one hundred and four of thirty two overs. He also managed to make forty one red with the stick before claiming one for sixty seven in the second innings as his Surrey drew with Essex. Um, Matt Renshaw had a second go in another match. So Matt Renshaw, he had a second outing for Kent, making 36 and 48 red uh, to ensure he's not just underwhelming with the bat. He also bowled a couple of overs going at 5.6 and over and taking no wickets. Um, Not quite uh, a ton in a Shield final, but good for you anyway, Matthew. Keep plugging away. Um, (laughs) Big fat Mark Cosgrove is playing again for Leicester. He made 11 and he also got a 53 not out. Um, I don't know what happened there because I didn't write down the result, but I'm guessing they fucking lost. Um, oh. Dumb as a post, Cam Bancroft made 33 <laughs> off 159 <laughs> balls, as well as a second innings 22 as he captained Durham 2A, six-wicket loss. What no sandpaper. What was that? You didn't get the result for, mate. What game didn't you get the result for? Uh, a Leicester one where Cosgrove made 53. I'll have a look. Yeah, it doesn't oh. really matter. Um, like yeah. stats guys on the commentary ball. Yeah. The word is that um, Durham were a bit unlucky against Surrey because the Durham Bunnings run out of sandpaper, so Cam didn't get any. Uh, whilst uh, whilst he's not an Aussie, we're going to talk about one of our show, one of our show favourites. I'm too old for this shit. Tim Murtar took six for eighty for Middlesex. So well done, Timbo. Hey. Yeah. Uh, the flying lasagna made 121 for Glamorgan. Um, in, an, in, a, in an effort to undo his work with the bat, he also conceded 144 runs with the ball while he picked up three wickets. Um, so for those playing at home, that means he was negative 23 between bat and ball. But he got himself back in the black when he got 27 not out in the second dig, but they had a draw with North Ants. Uh, we head back to Leicester where we catch up again with Matty Cosgrove, uh, Fat Guts Cosgrove. Um Look. He peeled up. He peeled off sixty-seven runs against Worcester. Second time up, not as good as he picked up a five-ball duck, and that was a draw from memory. Um, and on that extremely low point, we'll end this report. So uh, Aussies, uh, I wouldn't say they're slaying them over in England, but they are. Well, they're participating, which is good for them. So um, that's about it. So that's county cricket from an Australian perspective. Um, Apologies to the English people who want to hear the English perspective. I think they have. I think they put cricket scores on the internet now, so you might be able to look. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can confirm that Leicester won that match by seven wickets. By the way, yeah, good on them. Oh dear, Leicester. Yeah. yeah. All right. The um, uh, good stuff. Mick, the one-day competition in England kicked off during the week, and there were some huge scores racked up. I love their fixturing. They started on a Wednesday. Then they played again Friday, and then they played again Sunday. Not quite all the teams, but most teams backed up, just like that. Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Um, It didn't matter one iota to them that Friday was Good Friday either. They just played a full um, uh, eight or nine matches on that day. Yep. Uh, The highlight in terms of runs scored was uh, Lancashire versus Nottinghamshire. Now, Lancashire had been put to the sword... Just two days earlier on the Wednesday, Worcester making 367 all out in 49.1 overs. Cardinal Sin not batting their full overs. Mm-hmm. Then they put to the sword again as North, no, sorry, Nottinghamshire totted up 417 for seven at Trent Ooh, Bridge. Fucking hell! Yeah. <laughs> Off their 50 overs, it was uh, uh, 
Robert Croft? No. Colin Croft? No. Someone else. <laughs> Croft made 100. And um, Dane Villas, the captain, made 166. Our man, Big Dumb Pato, on second change, 10 overs, no maidens, 5 for 61. Not too bad, really, all things considered. And um, Graham Onions made four not out. Bring a tear to your eye. Ah. And um, Saj, Saj Mahmood, your man, Mick. Remember him? No. Oh, the big tall guy. <laughs> the big unit. It was no good. Adam no. Gilchrist flayed him yeah, and Monty Panasar oh, made his yes. ton. Yes, I did. A big what unit, but no good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, here's no. a blast from the past, Alex. Hasib, yeah. Hasib Hamid. You know the 19-year-old little bloke? Who was an opener there with oh, Hook and made runs. Oh, an absolute yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it. He made 30 at the top of the order. Oh, good on yeah. him. I'm yeah. proud of him. Anya. Anya yeah. Hamid. Yeah. Oh, Hasib, yeah. sorry. Was that the yeah. match where Pato got out Maxwell and, like, just piss-bolted to fucking point, never, never to be seen again on the video? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He got him caught Moore's bowl Pattinson. Yeah. Yep. Maxwell opened the bowling in that game. Fuck, is there anything yeah. he can't do? Fucking hell. Well, play consistent test cricket. Yeah. Got one for yeah. seven two. Well, if you're going to bring facts into a gin, there's plenty you can't do. <laughs> you can't fucking breathe underwater either, but fucking hell, we don't bring that up. True. <laughs> I've never seen him fly. So. <laughs> Ross, it was Stephen Croft, not Robert or fucking Clifton or whoever you were talking I think about. it was Undercroft, wasn't it? Colin. <laughs> Undercroft lectures. It was, um, wasn't it... Um, Former Western Bulldogs defender Matthew Croft. Yeah, he would right. about it. He's from Mildura, isn't he? Yeah. Crofty. 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 Uh, all right. Uh, I read the scorecards out in the wrong order. So, yeah. <laughs> Knott's made 417 first. Clark, Michael Clark, I think, 139 at the top of the order. Uh-huh. Onion's got, got a, a couple of wickets. But, um, yeah, 417 proved a bridge too far for Lanks, who got close. They. They made 401. Oh. No, 406 for nine. Jeez, yeah, that's yeah. still good going. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, very good going. Yeah, anyway, not to be for them, so um, tough titties, stiff I'd shit. say. Yeah. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Tough <laughs> stiff shit, as they say, Ross. <laughs> Shove it. Um, Ross, is this a yes. bit of a precursor of things to come in the World Cup, these scores? Well, that was well. Uh, that's similar? interesting. Because uh, we were put onto this game by one of our UK correspondents, Chris, and we put that question to him, and he's nominated a few grounds, including Trent Bridge, where that game was played, as being yes, postage stamps with road tracks, and it said it's already warm over in England, so he reckons yeah, it'll be spinners and you know yeah, fast outfields and ah, oh, it's a, yeah, twenty. Yeah, it was not raining every day, I think. <laughs> Forty thousand. Over, uh, octogenarians died last week, mate. Let's not make light of it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, yeah, I think hard. I think they're having a drought in England. It hasn't rained for two days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the umpires for this game that we're talking about, yeah. Alex, yep. uh, Graham Lloyd and Peter Hartley. Peter Hartley? Yeah, no match referee listed. No match yeah. referee? So, sort of so just fucking to, bush league figure they running over there. <laughs> <laughs> so just to um, give their fans, yeah. like their fans have had a real roller coaster so far, Lancashire then... Went on to play again on Sunday, of course. They played you know, three games in five days. Who couldn't do that? Yeah, yeah, um, right. Crofty made 97 this time. Ah, Crofty. Oh, Cole. Crofty. Oh, Cole Croft. Oh, hey, Cole Crofty. Crofty. Hey, 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 Crofty.
Um, David Willey took two for 51. Anyway, uh, Lanks made 311. Six. Up against... How'd the show go? uh, 22. 22. Yep, no good. I think our man, um, our UK correspondent, Chris, was in attendance at this game and had his mid-off podcast socks on. Oh, did he? Yes, I've got a photo across the social medias of that. Well, that yeah. makes this episode will hit critical mass then if we're, yeah. if we're yeah. out like that oh, now. Yeah. Mm. And these guys are up I against um, Yorkshire. Hey, on, Ross. Hey, on, Ross. Mm. Oh, which is Denzelston. I saw, yeah. I saw a photo of our correspondent, Chris, at the cricket. Was he fucking charged up? Oh, I think they were getting charged yeah, up. Yeah. They weren't fully charged. They were, they were, apparently they were <laughs> complaining about the heat. Yeah. All of them were in suit jackets. There's some peanut in the background That's of this photo wearing a t-shirt. Like, what are you doing? That's how you watch cricket. Don't complain about being hot. You're wearing a friggin' suit jacket. You a road jacket and a weird fucking tie on, I think. I thought maybe they're in the members, so they have to wear a suit and tie or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know? No. no, there's some dude walking past in shorts and a t-shirt maybe and a flat like, peak cap. Maybe they're like those fucking <laughs> that we've got in Australia who dress up as Richie Benno. Uh, yeah. No, no, they were dressed maybe. up as no, Jeffrey Boycott or something. That was stylish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fucking maybe sort of beefy interest. both of us up. They were dressing up as on. They would have their cocks out if that was. They would have wine stains. They would have big red wine stains on their shirts. Yeah, they were point. dressing dressing up as Ian Botham. They had their chop out. Yeah. <laughs> Getting their social media's online. got hacked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> got hacked. And accidentally took a photo of me cock. <laughs> 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 Just like at the top of the bath. <laughs> just like a periscope, just looking around. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Ah, <laughs> uh, ship off beef for your fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so it was Yorkshire, Adam Lith. Remember him, the yes. bloke who looked like he was terminally ill? Who yeah, the bloke, looks like the, the bloke looks like he's got alopecia and he's a burn victim as well. Adam Life, isn't it, you fucking uh, If you're going to get into it, get his name right, you cunts. No, Life, is it? Lith. L-Y-T-H, Lith, isn't it? Lithium-ion battery, that's what get he's called. Get a life, more like it. Lithium-ion deficiency, more like it, Ross. Get a life. Yeah. Uh, that was a fucking good game anyway, that fell flat. Uh, he was outshone by his um, partner, Cola Cadmore. Um his oh, name is Tom. Tom, TKC, as he's known around the traps. Oh, he yeah, made 97. Yeah. And George Tattersall made 49 off 29. Like a but big guy. Wasn't... Hit the jackpot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he scratched his way out of there. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was a bit scratchy at first. Then he hit the, then heard... he hit a bit, then he hit the runs. <laughs> I heard he bowls a power ball. Oh. Ah, shocker! I was going to say, I thought we'd done all the puns, and then Davy comes in with the kicker. Hey, that was a supplementary joke. <laughs> oh, the, the thing that warms the cockles of my heart. David Willey bad at three for Yorkshire, and I keep saying he's not a number three batsman. He made one. Oh, God. When will they Maybe learn? You're right. Gary Balance was in the team. Also, um, nipples that could cut glass. Tim Bresden played. As did, um... Hang your keys on them. <laughs> as, as did Adel Rashid and mixed man Dwayne Olivier. Oh, Colpack. Yeah. And um, so chasing... No, sorry. Lancashire made 311. Yorkshire, so 3-1-2 for victory. Tattersall, scratch me out of here. 
49 <laughs> off 29, <laughs> striking them at an impressive rate. But yeah, they I finished 50 overs, I... 310 all out to lose oh. by one run. Oh, brace your heart. Yeah. So what a day out that would have been for our correspondaches in that part of the world. Poor old Tattersall's just one supplementary number short. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he got a he Division, division 6 one, win, but not a Division <laughs> 1. <laughs> Best strike rate in a losing cost, team. Pay the cost of the ticket. <laughs> Division six rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Forty five bucks, get twenty eight back. Thanks, Tennis. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Kids lost it. He's dead, so he fucking lost it over here. Not to my no good old Glenjamin either. He was, um, I do make old Glenny. Maxwell, one for 42 off seven overs. And, um, yeah, we said with about 22. No dice, but, um, yeah. Bohannon made 55 off 32 for the uh, Lanky Boys. Josh Bohannon. Mm. Has Ross just taken over Mick's segment now? <laughs> no. Yeah, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't do the one-day game, so he said he would, he'd do them. Yeah, oh. So the um, the other interesting point is that the county games are all on the Cricket Australia app, but they've decided that the one-day cup is beneath them, so they don't have the scores on the... Yeah. So I'm on the BBC website, which is excellent, by the way. And the, just for... Uh, who, we've had Ross, two very high-scoring, interesting games. Let's go to a really boring game now, just to round things out. Opening day of the summer of one day cricket, Gloucester versus Surrey. It was Gloucester 235 all out in 47.3 overs. Cardinal Sin didn't bat their overs. Mm. We've been disappointed with that. Um, Your man, Chris Dent, captain, top of the order, made 75 and um, well supported by um, Gareth Roderick, the keeper at three, made 74. Uh, Tuna Mornay Morkel won for 35. And our man uh, Clarky, Ricky Clark, Pop. made 4 for 43. Or took 4 for 43. But uh, they probably thought, oh, geez, not sure, um, Gloucester. Uh, just could have done with a little bit of Dr. Foster to get us over the 250 mark. Maybe that's Pasqua, or maybe it's not. And Surrey came out to bat and said, hoi hoi, 88 all out. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Fucking hell. Who's their batting coach? Fucking hell, Chris Martin. Jesus. <laughs> DJ Dan Worrell, two for 22. Uh, haven't, can neither confirm nor deny whether to celebrate that win, he drew a penis in the pitch with his boot. <laughs> Not sure. And uh, three for seven off two overs for Smithy. Old mate um, Tom Smith. Yeah, good stuff for them. Real so big win there. Yeah, big win for... The Gloucester Gumboots. Mm. <laughs> Righty. We move on now to you, Alex, for a little bit of Around the Grounds. All right. My first segment in a long time, fellas. It's the uh, Royal London One Day Cup 2, Gim. Oh, thanks, mate. Ross just talked over me quite rudely, I would say. Yeah. Um, so Can't I'm hear around the saying. grounds, and I've done a grab, which I was surprised as I looked through the archives as a bit-off cricket podcast. 
as one tends to do, Alex. Yeah, just stop an evening. They're a bit bored, just yeah. count through the archives. <laughs> this shit that we're putting yep. together. Walk the dog, <laughs> done the dishes. What am I going to do? Watch the night's draw in? No, I'll go through the archive. I've done all the shit I don't want to do. Let's do some more shit that I can't stand. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you can I've cure so- your insomnia. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So I've uh, selected North Sydney Cricket Ground. Oh, one of the better cricket grounds. Yes, in North Sydney. Mm. It's the uh, premier cricket ground in North Sydney, I would say. <laughs> um, established in 1894-95 um, as a cricket ground, but the first pitch was laid in 1867 on the 6th of December, Ross. Really? That late? One of the cricket grounds in Australia. I would have Very thought they amazing. would have... I thought yeah. December. I thought they would have wanted to, you know, lay it in maybe August or September, get it ready for the crick season. But anyway, December. Yeah, I think Muhammad, yeah. I think Muhammad Nabi was the apprentice when they laid that. Muhammad <laughs> 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 Nabi. Young fella back there didn't know too much about uh, curating. <laughs> wasn't he the right hand man of Chinggis Khan? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was born in the year one thousand or one hundred and fifty. Yes. Uh, the yes. first structure was built in 1879. It was a simple pavilion which overlooked the cricket ground, which was lucky, because if it did overlook the cricket ground... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. If it faces the wrong way, everyone's like, it's just like, all you hear is bang, like a leather on Willow, and they're like, oh, shit, what happened over Catch there? Catch it! <laughs> oh, no, I didn't look like I don't think he caught it. I didn't hear him cheer. Yeah, very lucky. Um, the, that... Pavilion um, is replaced by what is now known as the Duncan Thompson Stand. Because oh. Duncan's my mate. D- Duncan Fulton Thompson, MBE, born 14th of March 1895, died 17th of May 1980. Nice one. He's an Australian rugby league footballer, coach and administrator, went to World War One, and was named amongst the nation's finest footballers of the 20th century. Mm. And is regarded as the father of modern rugby league. So he's coaching. the prick responsible for fucking. <laughs> he's so did the North Sydney telling people to catch the ball oh. when it's thrown oh, to coaching. Them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So did the North Sydney Bears he, play their game? Yes, they, they did. They absolutely do. Yes, yeah, or did, or did. Yeah. Uh, the Northern Suburbs in Sydney Fleet for rugby union play there. Northern Spirit in the soccer played oh. there from 1998 to 2004. Give me an S. Give me a pig. <laughs> what does that smell? <laughs> spirit. What do we got? Spirit. <laughs> uh, what do you need it, to drink to get through this shit? Spirit. <laughs> so the, the ground was renowned as uh, having turf-like concrete for a very, very long time. Um, mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, until 1980s, it was sometimes referred to as concrete park. Oh, good one. Yeah. No, fucking jokes. Mick Lewis would have fucking loved it. (laughs) (laughs) And um, jumping a bit forward, it was one of the first grounds in the world, if not the first ground in the world, to trial drop-in pitch technology in 1998. David's looking this up at the moment and will find the exact article on Wikipedia I found this information on. So they refined this technology. Um, It was when they refurbished the outfield to stop it being concrete park. Uh, between 1983 and eight, 1988, major renovations were undertaken. Uh, the old grandstand was named after North Sydney Bears player Duncan Thompson, which I've already said. Just letting you guys just reinforce yeah, yeah. that knowledge for yeah, you right. guys. Um, in 19, 
35, a timber fence was replaced by a high brick wall and concrete terrace seating. It now seats 20,000 people. Guys, do you want to guess the end names? Oh, I reckon there's a fig tree end. There is. Oh, good one. A pavilion end? No. Um, no, I think one end's got... There's a church at one end. <laughs> and the church has a steeple. And in the steeple, there's a bell. And it's the Mike Whitney end. <laughs> <laughs> Player one, you'll go on my whistle. Player two, you'll go on, <laughs> you'll go on whistle. John's whistle. Challenger, are you ready? <laughs> uh, it's the fig tree end and the scoreboard end. Ah. Yeah. Is that where the scoreboard is? Ah, scoreboard, not the pavilion. <laughs> yeah, blow it out your ass. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, this is how old this Wikipedia article I grabbed this info from. Mm-hmm. The New South Wales Blues cricket team play there regularly, Sheffield Shield. In fact, they often do their opening Sheffield Shield fixture at home at North Sydney Oval. Oval. They also play Ryobi Cup there. <laughs> Ryobi Cup. Since it was called Ryobi Cup. That used to have Good the um, guy dressed as a samurai in the ad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly what it sounded like too. I I'm what's known as a foley artist in the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's a horse. I know what a bucket foley is. <laughs> you knew that was a horse it's sound a horse. too, didn't you? What, what it's is hosted it called five again? women's test matches. Yep. Um, in 57, 58, 68, 69, dinner for two. <laughs> and Sorry, nine... chop, chop, I was drinking. <laughs> and 91, 92. Uh, 2017. Women's, women's test women. matches. Oh. Yes, which was also the first, uh, first, first day and night women's test match in 2017. Oh, cool. It's played 12 one-day internationals. They played a lot of the World Cup out of here. Um, we're getting comments. There's a good message saying chomp chomp. <laughs> uh, some of those, the, the here's some of the test centuries at the ground. Belinda Clark scored 104 in 91. Oh. Denise Arnett scored 148 in 1992. And Elise Perry scored that famous 213 red against England. There's three uh, women's ODI. Centuries at the ground. Amy Satterthwaite in oh, 2012. Yes. Meg Lanning, 2012. And Lizelle Lee from South Africa in 2016. Mm. There's been one women's T20I century <laughs> at the ground by Beth Mooney, 117. And Australia lost that match. How do you score a century in a T20I and <laughs> lose the match? Well, I guess if no one else makes any runs, you might lose. That's true. You can't just make a hundred and then. Yeah, yeah but you, you expect someone else, the other members of the team, to score like sixty, which means it puts you in hundred seventy-seven. Yeah. Yeah. A good story of the time I made hundred and twenty, and the blokes couldn't get the job done around me. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I digress. No, it's hundred twenty-one. Yeah, sorry, hundred twenty-one. Yeah. Black. Because you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's um, two women's test. Pfeiffers um, at the ground. Leslie Clifford, which is a great name. Yep. Uh, English Cliff. English player. Five for fifty-one in sixty-nine. Did it for two. Chomp chomp. And five for forty-nine. <laughs> Lorraine Kutcher in nineteen sixty-nine as the well. The coach. Yep. Did it for two. Chomp chomp. There is uh, one women's 
ODI five wicket haul, and that's from Laura March, five for 15. Jeez, Ooh, that's a good yep. goal. That's good against goal. Pakistan in 2009. Who are they playing? The fucking Druids. Jesus. Pakistan in 2009. Oh, <laughs> All right, and here for the best part of the, uh, the entire segment is when I go over the Google reviews of these. Oh, yes. <laughs> There'll be a couple. It's a pretty well-used ground, this one. First off, we've got Holly. Yeah, yep, I like Holly. This is a great old-fashioned ground. The stands are beautifully restored and the grass is really well-maintained. It's an excellent venue. They still use the old-fashioned scoreboard and flip the numbers by hand. It has an old-world charm that suits the setting. Four stars. Four? Yep. Jeez, Holly's... Out of how many? You're hard to impress, Holly. Five stars. We've got Katrina up next. Great-looking oval. Facilities average. Big screen, not so big. When it's windy, it's freezing. Three stars. Oh, can't really do much about the weather, old. Who's her name? <laughs> Katrina. Katrina. Off the, off the long run. Fucking hell. Yeah. yeah. We've got Warren. Was. Love this place. Only been there for the WBBL. Facilities are good. The history and architecture of the stands is amazing. One star. Oh. He's really <laughs> building up. Fucking hell, Warren. <laughs> Do you get the impression oh, Warren doesn't know how the system works? Fucking hell. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and finally, but not leastly, Ooh. Martin, too many bats, one star. Oh, I can't have too many bats. Too many bats. Oh, cricket bats or like yeah, fruit bats? Yeah. bats yeah. I don't know. Just Do too many, many bats. You know, what, you know what really helps everyone is a three-word review. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a, too many bats. Yeah, it just helps What's everyone. Review? It's like... What's his review of the SCG? Too few bats? Like, what's the, yeah. what's the, what's the perfect bat number that he's looking yeah, for? what's the ultimate uh, amount of bats? Yeah. I don't know, two, um, maybe. What did we learn in that segment, Al? Um, drop-in pitches were first developed by Wacker curator John Maley for the use in World Series cricket set up in the 1970s. Doesn't say where the first one is, so I'll defer to you and say North Sydney Oval. Correct. Yep. And Genghis Khan's right-hand man I couldn't find, Ross, but I did find his successor, <laughs> who is Ogadee Khan, which is one of his um, um, children. Yeah, that's, uh, Rash- yes. have a, that's Rashid Khan's real name, him and yeah, Muhammad Nabi. Right. And that's then the Yunus Khan after that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Imran Khan before him, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoops, my bad. Uh, well, that's the segment, fellas. That was good. Oh, Short that's and good. sweet. Liked it. Liked it a lot. Yep, that Over to you, good. Ross. You're our uh, okay. host. Host <laughs> with the most. Yes. Not for too much longer. Thank you, Alex. That's been really good that we've been able to go back into Around the Grounds. I look forward to many more segments of the same calibre <laughs> in the future. <laughs> <laughs> that my highlight was... <laughs> <laughs> My highlight was the Google reviews. We need to do more of them. Yeah, well, what the other highlights? Why well, leave them to the last, mate? Oh, right, we'll draw okay. Draw them in. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. I thought your segment it was it was brief too. I'll give you that. That was good. Okay, uh, we we shift now. It's back over to you, Mick, for some uh, cl- inside Clubland. Yes, so we're back. The inside Clubland's back for this. We've got a special Inside Clubland for this episode. We haven't done one of these for a while, so um, we're going to touch on it's that time of year where uh, presentation nights have been happening, so we're going to uh, dive back in. So as I said, it's that time of year, so grab your white Julius Marlowe's, get your $99 tarot cash suit back from the dry cleaners because we're going to presentation night. That's it. 
Ah, uh, presentation night. The sunny to the cricket season, sure. As in, it goes downhill really fast and ends in tears. Now, if you've ever been involved in a cricket club, you, you would have heard someone refer to presentation night as the club's night of nights. Well, let me tell you this. If this is the best that your club has to offer, the other functions must put punters on suicide watch. Uber to the Westgate, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so in the past, I've done this segment talking about the pair you might come across at Prezzo night, and this one will be no different, but this is basically going to be a greatest hits, hits album with a, little, with a few new fresh tracks sh- thrown in. So let's start off with everyone's favourite, the underdressed bloke. This is a lad who can be found at every cricket club presentation night. He's the bloke leaning on the bar who thinks that semi-formal means your best going out jeans, your cleanest pair of Asics runners, and a button-up Jim Beam shirt. <laughs> but the icing on the cake will be when he wins, it, wins just about every trophy in the fourths, and his winning ensemble is saved for life in all the club photos. From the underdressed bloke, we head over to the lone girlfriend. The poor girl has been dragged along by her partner. She's been told all the blokes are bringing their girlfriends. What her boyfriend has forgotten to tell her is that his cricket club is the human equivalent of the island of misfit toys. <laughs> and the closest some of these blokes have come to a girlfriend is asking the chicken the deli at Coles, I'll have a roast chicken, thanks. Once the realisation has hit her that she's the only f- female in the building under 50 years old, she will spend the rest of the night with a look on her face that could curdle milk. <laughs> So next up, we've got the bad speeches. Bad speeches come in many different forms, whether it's the drunken expletive field style or the young bloke who's so painfully shy and awkward it makes you cringe with every word. In the words of David, it's like watching someone drown on dry land. <laughs> and then you, get the, then you get the egotistical me, me, me speech where the chap spends 15 minutes telling you how great he is. Slow your roll, champ. It's not you're not the first bloke, bloke to bowl leg spin in C grade. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> uh, then we have the old champ, a bloke whose best days were before Trevor Chapel's underarm. He shuffles, he shuffles around the field slower than continental drift, and hasn't hit a four since he stopped using his his Greg Chapel scoop in 1997. But that doesn't stop him rocking up in the fifth and winning every trophy available whilst blokes half his age are making ducks and dropping catches. Uh, so next up, we've got the heckler. The heckler comes in two main forms. The bloke who thinks he is funny and the piss bloke. Not always mutually exclusive. We'll start with the bloke who thinks he is funny. A lad who plays in a lower grade and whose season performance can be described as abysmal at best. He will sit towards the back of the rooms taking pot shots at everyone who goes up and accepts an award. He'll trot out such great one-liners as asking the 15-year-old kid winning the 6-11 bowling, bowling trophy, did you ride your bike to Prezzo night, mate? Can I get a dink home? Or Go. saying the third eleven captain is fond of sandpapering his balls. It wasn't funny the 47 other times you said it. Not sure you, why you think number 48 will be any different. <laughs> Now that brings us to the second type of heckler you'll come across at Prezzo night, the pissed bloke. Sometimes you'll come in the form of a young bloke who can't hold his booze, but more, often than, but more often than not, it's an old bloke so bitter that he bleeds lemon juice. This prick will spend the whole night undermining everyone who approaches the podium, whether it be yelling out that the treasurer stole money or that the third 11 batting <laughs> champion is nothing but a fucking slogger. This will go on until he's... Pl- 
politely told to be quiet or get out. We get it, mate. You're a bitter, washed-up shell of a human being that only gains <laughs> self-worth from putting down, putting others down. But you don't even play cricket at our club anymore. You don't even play cricket at our club, Mister Warren. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, and most definitely, fucking leastly, shit house catering. <laughs> Oh, is it really yeah. is it really a legit bona fide presentation night without shithouse catering? Whether it be an overcooked roast, a chicken so rubbery it bounces back to you when you drop it on the floor, or something a little more left field. It's fair to say you rarely walk away from a presentation <coughs> night saying, How good was that catering? <laughs> reminds me one of, reminds me of one time at my club, a club I also shared with the other gentleman on this podcast where the committee decided to try something a little different and hire some caterers whose speciality was pancakes. Yes. That's right. Pancakes. Yes. <laughs> Pancake with fruit for entree. Pancake with bolognese sauce for, de- for main. And for, de- and for dessert, you guessed it, curried sausages. No, of course not. It was fucking pancakes as well. Uh, it's fair to say it left uh, everyone feeling a little flat. Whilst <laughs> <laughs> we're talking catering, the question I would love a caterer to answer me is, do you have a special light or alarm that informs you when speeches have started so you know when to start making as much noise as humanly fucking possible? <laughs> I don't know how they do it. It must be something in their genetic makeup that no matter how many of these events they do... They are still oblivious to the fact people are trying to speak and it's not the best time to run the blender or crinkle up 100 metres of fucking tinfoil. <laughs> you uh, are getting fucking paid. Sort your fucking shit out. <laughs> and that is Inside Club Lion Presentation Night 2019 edition. Very good. Good, so, Mick. Thank you, Mick. All right. Well, on that note, it's time for international cricket and there's not much going on with the IPL on. All the other countries are announcing their squads, but I don't really get the point of announcing these World Cup squads because they can make changes up until May the 23rd or something. West Indies haven't even bothered, have they? They just said not fucking doing it. Uh, Well, they used to name a squad of 30 and then a squad of 15. I don't know what that was for either. That was, I think you would have named a squad of 30 last week and then down to 15... May 23, so, yeah, I don't know, just to generate some um, some media hubbub about the Cricket World Cup, yes. Oh, and um, inches. <laughs> yes, inches, column inches, yep, get squad announcement out there, get, put it in that section of the sports section of the paper where all the um, golf results and the football scores are, that tiny little yeah. fine print section, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Afghanistan's World Cup squad tennis. of 15, yeah. 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 the um, yeah, lawn bowls results. Anyway, there you go. We do have some breaking news which segues nicely into listener feedback in that we are launching our own Face Your Fears Cricket World Cup tipping competition. Oh, yes. Well, I didn't know where you were going with that one, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I found that with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought we'd get everyone we know involved. Uh, Tip Mads has already declined, so we'll have to broaden the... <laughs> Broaden the appeal, put the call out to the listeners. We'll put a link up on social media in a moment so that people can get on board. And I just Googled 
you know, free tipping comps, and this one came up, and it's called Face Your Fears. So we're all going to face oh. our fears of tipping or something. I'm going to jump into a, into a bar full of spiders, fellas, uh, while I do my tipping. So what are you yeah, I think Joe Paul? Rogan run, runs the website. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that'll be fun, and uh, I look forward to all of us getting involved, except for Tip, of course. He's too busy <laughs> doing nothing to do. To do cricket tipping for the World Cup. And good news is they have broken it up into rounds, so yeah, it's it's yeah, easy to follow. Yeah, I did my uh, first round. It took me about I don't know five seconds. Oh, you've done the round? Yeah, yeah. But I never looked at yeah. it yet. Oh, I better get on involved in. I better yeah. do something for this podcast. <laughs> do hide for research. Stat and then we'll we'll see who is um, the grand champion of tipping. Uh, will it be one the of us or will it be? Fuck. Yeah, will it be one of the uh, infidels who just listens and doesn't contribute? So. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone uh, except three people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that that's a bit of fun. That'll obviously make the World Cup a whole lot more exciting for each of us. So I'm looking forward to that. I think Tip Madsley should face his fears of cricket tipping and join in. Yeah, <laughs> I think he should. Yeah. Uh, any other um, comments we've got? Just a quick rip around for a, a Sailor V sort of comment from anyone. Yeah, just wanted to ask you before, Ross, you mentioned something about John Holland being, was it the most underwhelming yeah. test cricketer? Lowest or under... profile. Lowest um, profile. Yeah, in the right. last 10 years. And we had Joe Let me give you some names. I'll give you some yeah. names in the last 10 years in terms of low profile. Yeah. Graham Manu played a test match in 2009. Oh. Yeah. That was more than 10 years ago. Oh, well, what year is it? Oh, 2009, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's 11 years ago, isn't it? Yeah. And then you've got Peter George. That's oh, pretty low yeah. profile. Yeah. I was going to say Trent Copeland, but his face is oh, all over yeah. the coverage now, so you yeah. can't really claim him. Rob Quarney, I would say low profile, yeah. but everyone bangs on yeah, about the best line ever. Yeah. Yep. Um, James Faulkner is Ooh, a test yes. match cricketer. Oh. He, was world, he was man of the match in a World Cup, though. Yeah, true. One in the recent six. time. Big Hank Hilton Cartwright. No one ever oh, talks about him except for us. Oh, yeah. It was in Australia, though. Yeah, okay. Makes so a you big still, difference. So I'm, I'm sticking with probably Graham Manu ahead as a, <laughs> um, just low-profile test cricketer. Yeah, yeah Graham Manu's pretty... And he only played the one. Peter yep. George is a pretty good one. Yeah. And Peter anyone who plays a one. test match overseas, particularly if it's not an Ashes series, yeah. just gets forgotten. Graham Manu might be remembered because it was an Ashes series, maybe. Mm. But Peter George played against India. And India <coughs> is not going to be remembered. So there you go, mate. Mm. That's my that's my final comments. That's good. That's good stuff. And Joe put Joe Many on that list too. Yeah. Yep. So that's um one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the lowest profile cricketers you could ever see. In the last see. 10 years, yeah. Mm. The other one who hasn't played many tests uh, but does have a profile for some reason is Agar. Yeah. That one test he did play. Oh, in yeah. The, one he of the, the first tests. It was a memorable yeah. test, that's why. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah so, right. Very good shit, huh? All right. No yeah. good. Mm. Well... Mm. If there's uh, no more contributions or any listener feedback we'd like to share. No. 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 Okay. Well, we'll draw this to a close. It's been an hour of power. This has been Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, uh, all social media and podcasting flat- 
platforms? Flat forms? Flat forms. Flat peak hat forms. What? Flat peak hat forms and slides. Uh, Twitter at Midoff Cricket. Our website, midoffcricketpodcast.wix.com slash home. Mick's doing a lot of good work there at the moment. Our next podcast. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't touched that in like two years. <laughs> oh, we'll get back onto it. I think there's a tumbleweed blowing through that joint. <laughs> well, we're going to relaunch our MySpace page. I'm trying to get a gif of a tumbleweed. I can't get it to load, but yeah. We're rebranding. We're, we're, we're back. We're, 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 we're going to start a Bebo site and get a tumblr.org. Tumblr page. Yep. Uh, and you can hit us up on our fax machine too. Until next time, it's bye for now. Thanks for listening. See ya. See ya. See ya.